slash yeah frank is a dumb frank, idiot <laughs> frank is dumb frank derp dumb wrong idiot dumb stupid derp. wrong welcome back to another episode of the refactored podcast where it's our goal to suck a little less every day my name is Chris Tonkinson. And my name is Frank Cole. And this is episode number 25, recorded June 1st, 2021. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me. I sound like butt today. I have been fighting off... Um, today? T- <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely Bazinga. walked... Yeah, yeah, definitely walked right into that one. Walked um, into that one like a glass door. Yeah, that was just, just head on. Um, applied directly to the forehead. So... Uh, I have been like under the weather for the last week. My daughter, kids are just adorable little fomites. Those little, those, those adorable. Just say I'm under the weather, period. Kids, kids, period. Everybody knows. Everyone knows what's up. If if you've had them, you know, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're absolutely, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, So yeah, my, my daughter got something and then gave it to everybody and we have been collectively all fighting it off for the last week and mm-hmm. it's this gnarly summer head coldy thing that uh i you know i don't know it's um we were actually worried that it was it was covid even though my wife and i are both vaccinated and so she ended up getting te- I, i'm sitting here thinking there's no way there's no way in the world that this is covid and i i just feel progressively crappier through the week and then i lose my sense of smell and my wife talked about losing her sense of smell and she was paranoid enough that it made me second guess i was like okay maybe it could be but that would mean that we both got it after being vaccinated which is a ludicrously low (laughs) percentage chance of that happening so that so the the, but the vaccine the vaccine doesn't guarantee you don't get it there is a probability spectrum there but yeah specifically specifically the vaccine is designed to do two things number one if you contract the disease it does not progress to severe symptoms and you don't you aren't spreading it correct as as but you are also right i mean you can still get it and people people still get it all the time you can yes all three of those things are true but i mean without getting super minutiae into medical and or statistics here you get you get the vaccine so that you don't get sick, you know, so that if you come into contact with it, your body fights it off and you don't get sick. That's that is the point. So the chances of us getting sick with it are. Significantly diminished. OK, and so I, but but I lost my sense of smell. I'm still fighting off a, like a head cold and things like that. But anyway, long story short, she went and she got tested. She was negative. My son had gotten in touch with somebody who had been. Uh, uh, apparently who had been t- who had tested positive and so they were doing contact tracing for that. He tested. He's negative. I didn't get tested. I'm 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 fine. It, it's it doesn't matter. This is all this is all complete sideline too. I have this awful summer head cold thing and it is miserable and, and it has been going on for a week. And I sound very nasally and I, I have a you box sound of even worse here, than usual. And I yeah. sound even worse than usual. And and I am uh, and I am sorry for that. But we're here and we're having the conversation, even though I feel like crap and I just want to go back to bed. Even though Are I can't. You, so 
So you're looking for what? There's a cookie. There's an no, award no, no for you co- I mean, gold doing stars. what you're supposed to do. I mean, do you have gold you know? stars? Maybe you know. I, I, yeah, you want to put those on your fridge. I want. I want a trophy. trophy. Right. You know, my daughter's infatuated with trophies. She wants to do swim team uh, next year just so she can get trophies and ribbons. That's her whole raison d'etre with this endeavor is just <laughs> that, to get trophies and ribbons. That, that, that is it. the that is the entire. Well, I mean, she's in luck. There's actually a whole host of young child sports activities that she can sign up for and get a plethora of worthless ribbons and trophies if she really was like, hell you could go to a trophy store and just buy her a bunch of trophies if you wanted she, she's so obsessed we're thinking like let's just go to the pool and swim and then give her a one dollar trophy from amazon and then she's happy and we can move on with our lives that's fantastic that is yeah. that is like quintessential millennial parenting right there well done you are hey, yeah you are clearly setting this girl up for success you should be very i'm very checking proud. i'm just checking the easy box man she is gonna I'm she's gonna to go through. to work on that first day she's gonna show up for work she is gonna do exactly nothing and then expect her boss to give her a gentle pat on the head for a job there was done. some joke there was some comedian that said basically your responsibility as a parent is being prepared to pay for whatever therapy your children ultimately require as a result of you screwing them up. <laughs> I thought, you know what, that's that's the right attitude. I, I mean, I can I, I, I definitely can appreciate that. Um, that's a little bit too. Uh, uh, it's a little too cynical for me. It's a little too millennial for me. Uh, you know, parents taking it all on the chin. It's all up to them and, and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, I've heard another comedian say that your number one responsibility as a parent is to make sure that your kid doesn't die, which I actually subscribe to. I think that that's more in line with your uh, your objectives as a uh, as a parent. And you can get pretty philosophical with that and expand it beyond simply, you know, them tumbling off of a jungle gym or a seesaw. Well, I would say that's a that's a primary concern for the first five years, at least. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Keeping the thing alive. Like, because right. there's no manual. You don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> just, don't, right. Just, OK, we're the day is over and we still have as we have as many people as we started this day with. OK, let's <laughs> lather, rinse and repeat. Yeah. And that's and that's pretty much it. And if you think about it, as they get older, you are continuing to make sure that they don't die in more elaborate and complex ways that they can possibly screw themselves up. So, (laughs) so anyway, that's, that's why I have a stuffy nose today. Long story short, that's, that's why I have a stuffy nose. So, um, yeah, yeah. So let's see. How was your, how was your weekend? It was a holiday weekend. So did you do anything? Some good. No, we just, uh, we got some good family time in. Uh, we we yeah. uh, we took the kids yesterday to the park. Did like a picnic at the park thing, and they they had a blast. So it was good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I sat in the house and felt yeah. miserable pretty much all laid the around I, like a slob. I, yeah. I had to. Mow, I was forced to. So mow just the, another weekend for you. Yeah. That's yeah. What you're saying. I had to mow the lawn yesterday because it's been raining, and so I was out doing that all all on, with the head cold. And then I right. came in and promptly collapsed and passed out. I was so tired. <laughs> I my allergies have been so severe this year. I didn't do it last night, and I paid for it for like an hour afterwards. But I've actually been wearing my. Um, my shot uh, my my the mask from my wood shop it's like the two with the two circles on either side of the mouth like the oh, filters yeah. like a, like P, a full like on. p100 yeah p100 filters um the last few weeks i've been mowing just and i come inside and i can see my shirt just i can see the pollen like caked yeah. into my shirt it, <laughs> and then i take i take the thing off like as i'm getting into the shower afterwards and that's that's been if you, if you have allergies and mowing sucks 
you're going to look like some post-apocalyptic, I don't know what, but just go buy a shop mask. And, yeah, but and honestly, I, I how, how out of place is... How out of place would you actually look these days wearing one of those? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, no, my uh, my neighbor across the way, he uh, he started wearing. He's got like, just like a paper, like a dusk mask kind of a thing. Yeah. But he says even that works for him. And it's like, uh, and then I talked to my wife. She's healthcare, and and she said no, actually, um, allergists will recommend people when they struggle with with outdoor work like that wearing uh, wearing an actual mask right. outside. Yeah. Um, so it's okay. I mean, like I'm full dad mode out now, though. So I'm like, I'm out, I'm mowing in a polo shirt with the big old weird looking headphones on. I'm like, I'm going full in. I don't care if somebody thinks I, I got a mask on and that's weird. I'm I'm all in. You mow your lawn in a polo shirt? In. What is wrong that's with my you? Uniformed. What Dude, is wrong I have like, with you? Are, oh my I have gosh. Eight, I have like eight of this exact shirt in my closet. That in the is, morning, I just, I grab the next one and I'm off to the races. I don't, I've stopped trying. You're, guess you're what like you one say. step from Dexter. This is really, I don't know. This is really kind of disturbing. <laughs> Dexter, that took a dark twist. Well, I mean, he wears the same thing all the time. He's got his all, all his crap perfectly lined up. You wear a polo to mow the lawn. My goodness. No, it's not. I don't put, I don't go to the, I don't go to my closet. And say, oh, I'm going to mow now. This is my mowing polo. I just, I get up in the morning i put on my dad uniform and then whatever happens throughout the day that's what i'm wearing for it oh my gosh i actually get changed for that sort of thing you know like a normal human being like a normal person <laughs> yeah, yeah like a real, like a real boy this 25 episodes in i think we've established that i am i do nothing like a normal person no that's 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 for sure so mm. hey i had a uh I, I think this was a random conversation with you but i made a note of it because uh I think it's it's relevant. Um, totally awful segue, but you know we're totally off talking about mowing. So let's try and get a little. We've back come on to track. expect that's yeah, the kind of quality entertainment. Quality entertainment, yeah, yeah. People, you, oh, I thought this was a tech blog. Why are they talking about mowing? Yeah. Their blog, podcast, whatever. Um, so I, I think it was I, I was talking with you, and I think something actually happened with me personally last week where uh, the I, I was assigned. Uh, uh, a bunch of different things, and uh, you know, you've you've got to prioritize that list. You know, you you mm-hmm. can only do one thing at a time. As far as I'm concerned, multitasking is a complete and utter. I was just going to make a concept. crack about the people that say, "Oh no, I multitask all the time." It's like, yeah, okay, so you do six things poorly. <laughs> That's all that right. you do six things poorly, and you cut your attention between them like a microprocessor. I see my my snarky response to that is, oh, okay, so you work overtime without getting paid for it is what you're is what you're doing, because there there is unnecessary connotation there. But but I see I I think I mean, like, yeah, you're you're not. Yeah, because you can only get done what you can get done in the time that you have. And and you've got to you've got to focus until a task is done or at least done enough until you can switch. And so this notion that you can multitask, I think, is crap. The other part of that that uh, I actually wrote down was the notion of having multiple top priorities multiple mm-hmm. number one priorities <laughs> yeah and i i see engineers are particularly uh vulnerable to this i think because you know the workload gets handed to us in a lot of ways you know it, it's driven by the business needs and mm-hmm. there are lots of important things that can get yeah. can vie for your attention i think it professionals would would uh support this too where you've got lots of externalities that that push in mm-hmm. a system goes down a bug gets discovered a customer is experiencing an outage there's all these different things that are happening there's a new feature that's coming up that has to get launched a sprint is ending and it has to get pushed to production 
and it's going through the pipeline. The pipeline break. I mean, there's all sorts of different things, and they all are super important and are ideally resolved immediately, such that they never actually happen. You want to try and keep that thing moving as quickly as possible, and so you end up mentally thinking about how you have all these things that are really, really important, and you don't actually uh, qualify them and actually put them in an order. Or worse, you've got a boss or bosses. Sometimes, you know, depending on what you're I've doing, got eight bosses, Bob. <laughs> I mean, it it does happen when you've got multiple vested uh, parties around the organization, and they all think their stuff is the most important, and so you end up with this notion of having you know multiple number one priorities. But you can only have so one. If you're a job, if you're a job seeker, a little newer to the industry, the the red flag on that one is seeing. A listing that says a matrixed environment. That's boardroom speak for you effectively have multiple bosses from different departments all vying for your time simultaneously. Well, I'm going to disagree. I think that it's possible. Yes. Hey, it's- look, we just celebrated a national holiday that was all about freedom. You are free to be wrong, my friend. Please continue. <laughs> So it is possible that what you're saying is absolutely true. And there are it, it kind of like reading the description of a of a uh, of a house as cozy, meaning small. You know, the job description yeah. can have can have little That's hints a good in analogy. There. I like yeah. that. <laughs> and so this is yeah. you, you are you are picking up on one of those things that a job can often do. However, the notion of an organization being matrixed is, in fact, not necessarily a bad thing and does not immediately mean that you have multiple bosses. My organization, prior to our our recent acquisition that we just went through, highly, highly matrixed. We still had a formal org chart, but it was matrixed in the sense that there was an understanding from top down. Anyone can go to anyone else in the organization for help, advice, support, whatever, whenever they wanted. So there's there was no... We we were cutting out the gatekeepers. I did not have to go up through my boss to go across yeah. the org chart and then back down. To go down to somebody. I saw a post about this recently and it said, look, optimize for path of, of most effective communication. Just right. go to that. And I, I right. tell my, that's what I tell my team. Just, I never thought about it explicitly like that, that I was saying it and that it was opposed to some other method that would be preferred. Uh, but absolutely, you you need to him just go talk to him. Just go ahead, go to him. I don't, I don't need to be involved, and neither does his his or hers boss. Just if it's something that I need to know about after the fact, then let me know after the fact. Right. <laughs> right. Otherwise, just go do it. I don't care, man. Yeah. In in my in my so that to me is that is the proper and right and healthy definition of a matrix organization. That's what it actually looks like. And the only people who actually have a problem with that, I have seen over the course of my career. The only ones who have a problem with that are the political players, the turfies, the uh, the ones who um, have elevated beyond their capabilities. The Peter principle, right? Isn't isn't that the right one? You elevate yeah. to your highest level of incompetence, you know? Right. So right. anytime that you have somebody who has achieved that level or is is by nature a. um political animal let's say in the in the in the nicest terms you know that's when they have a problem with matrix organization in in all cases i have yet to see my point is i have yet to see anyone who is against what i just described as a matrix organization who was not against it for entirely selfish purposes selfish interest no i i 
Dominic, so there's another case where that is true, and okay. it's somebody who, it's somebody who's got poor performers on their team, and they know if ah. those poor performers reach directly to another group, or if another group reaches directly to them, something's not going to get done right. Okay, so it's not so. so it's, there's a there's a so, second option. I, I largely, if if things are working the way they should, I think you're largely right. I think you see a lot of that just because people want to puff out their chest. And and be the boss. They they they're like being a boss, and that well, means they also like taking that, credit for like, yeah, taking right. credit or being involved in as yeah. much you know grabbing. Yeah, which I do. Which piece of the pie? Which is, but what? Why do you become? Why do you get into leadership? Right? You want to take credit for all the good things and have some fingers to point for the bad things. Like that's, this is what I do all. That's, that's my nine I, to five, man. That's, that's what I do all day. My nine to five. That's it's just, my wins and our losses. Right. That's the right way to think about it. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So the other. The other. The less uh you know nobody wants to talk about it but but th there are cases where that's true just because somebody's being protectionist in one way or the other because they know something's going to get screwed up if they don't have a direct hand in it which mm -hmm. is of course an indication that you have a bigger problem that's not actually the root issue but anyway please i i, I interrupted your, your no no there. it's okay it's okay i think that um uh I forget where I was actually, I was going with it. Oh, the selfish interest thing. Right, right. So yeah. I, I think that there, it's generally in selfish interest, but what you just described, I think is absolutely true too. But in both of those cases, it's indicative that something is wrong inside the organization. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. if you can't, if, if, if you're seeing adverse results from being matrixed, quote unquote, then that means that you have a people or uh, relationship people are people, people are structural process. yeah but process are people i mean it, it all boils back like all the hard stuff in business all the hardest stuff in tech it's all the people stuff always in, in and i would say almost in any field the hardest stuff are the people stuff every single time yeah. because yeah. you well, put we, talk, we talked about it the other week like that's why that's why as you move up in the ranks if that's something you're you have the proclivity for doing you deal with more less and less is about the thing and more and more is about the people that becomes that just you, you gain perspective in an organization and, and the pie chart of your time is just increasingly overtaken by dealing with the people stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that's hard. That's the stuff that, you know, sometimes really requires a deft hand or, or a strong hand. Right. At times. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, so, so, but generally, you know, matrix would be, I think a, I think a good thing. Um, and as long as you're, so that's, the, you know, at the, at the, at the macro level and then at the personal level, you've got the, uh, the notion of, you know, multiple interests competing for your time. And, you know, you have to pick, you have to pick one, you've got to pick one yeah. thing and focus and focus on it. You, you literally cannot do two things at once. It's yeah. just, I don't, I don't see it as possible. And sometimes it's as easy as, as, okay, so you, you have one thing you're working on and that's your priority. Somebody else comes along and says they've got a priority. Sometimes it's as easy as telling them, hey, I'm working on this thing. Do you think this supplants that? And then it sets the expectation. Either they say yes and here's why. And now you have a conversation about why we're doing what we're doing. And that can lead to some insights. And maybe it is appropriate that this thing you know, what you're working on now, take a side seat until you get this other thing, this new thing done. Mm -hmm. um, or the conversation is, you know what? No, I think, I think it makes sense. This can wait. So somebody came in acting as if they've got a priority and sometimes it's easy. And I think especially in technology where depending on, 
depending on the business model, maybe there's some gray area, but largely you're in IT and it's a service industry and nobody really wants to think of it that way, but the technology doesn't exist for its own sake. It's there to serve another business function. And so to some degree, we're kind of used to the idea that if somebody else comes in another business unit comes to us and says, Hey, I have this priority that we kind of assume that, Oh, it must be a priority. And if you, not push back, but if you unpack that a little bit, you may find that no, it's it's not really that urgent. It it doesn't supersede the next two or three things you had on your list. This can probably wait until next week without much impact. Um, so I find just sharing that with the the party that's coming to you with the next item, um, sharing with them that that you're working on something else and does this take precedent. You often have a pretty good conversation after that point. I would agree. Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that. It's, um, it's, it's about community to me. It's about the, um, it's about reflecting the, the need back on the other person. Since Mm -hmm. you're in a position to actually execute, the most important thing you can do is, um, uh, you know, sort of turn the question back on them. And I, and I teach all of my consultants to do the exact same thing to the client. Uh, and, so repeat the last thing they said as a question it's no no, like it's it's like no go ahead what were you gonna say no there's the old the old the old trope that it just the last you want to be a conversation partner just repeat the last thing they said and uh it's it's trivialization but there's some surprising wisdom to it Mm mm-hmm Oh, for sure. So what what I actually it's 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 similar to that you don't just repeat the question back although there's there is a um there is a uh, a book and the name is escaping me. Uh, I will look it up before the end of the show. Um, it's a consultant's book. A ham- it's mm-hmm. essentially a consultant's handbook. Um, the Art of Consulting, I think it might be called. I'll, have, I'll look it up. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's and, and it goes into why people hire consultants. And what you're describing there is one of the reasons why people hire consultants. Tell me what I already know so that I can go do it because of entrenched interests because of you know this yeah. this top down you know some kind of blocker that's external blocker to you you the consultant comes in as the ejected third party tells the rest They're, of the room what you've already said and so the rest yeah. of the room is like oh okay well because the consultant said it now we'll do it and it's yeah and, it's and they can be apolitical though they they can be apolitical which means which means there's no such thing as a bad question right they, they're not afraid to ask any question under the sun to clarify things and then when they say something, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy, we're paying him so we trust him, you know, and uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. It's it's I, I have seen it happen to me now on both sides of the fence. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm, 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 I'm Googling as we're as we're going here. Uh, uh, let's see here. I think I found it. Practice of professional consulting. I think that's it. Yeah, this looks like it. Yep, The Practice of Professional Consulting by Edward Verlander. And so that goes into it's it's a very um it's a very scientific analytical approach to consulting. It's not highfalutin sales speak and things like that. It's 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 practical functional stuff. It's a good mm-hmm. read for anyone who's doing consulting in literally any field. Uh it's useful for engineers period because no matter if you're full-time inside of an organization or acting as a consultant 
then you are in a consulting capacity. Engineers are always acting consultatively. It's just the nature of the beast of how we of how we work. And so it's a great skill set to have full stop. And so what I what I tell the engineers to do and what I think is really important for uh, for broader for anyone who's running into this um, having multiple bosses or multiple number one priorities is you just you, you turn the problem back on them. You know, I, I need to Chris, I really need this thing and it really needs to be done by next Tuesday. OK, I hear you, Chris. I understand what you're saying. I need to get your thing done. I also have three other requests that were in the queue before yours that have a due date before yours from person A, B, and C in the organization. Their stuff. So I, I am already working on that. If your stuff is going to, what would you suggest I do? Oh, I think you should do my stuff first. Okay, I understand that. But my work is coming from these other people. And so it's not just simply me saying yes to your work first. We have to be in coordination with all the other work that needs to get done. So either you go to those other people and see how they feel about it, or you know, all of us can just sit down and and discuss it. But you know, we can't just you and I do this in a bubble. So there's a good example of how I might respond to, you know, multiple um you know, multiple things vying for my my attention all at once. Uh, you know, it's really just a matter of turning it around. Okay, here here's the situation that I'm faced with. It's your thing plus all this other stuff, other externalities. What do you want to do? What do you, decision maker, want to do? Maybe you're dealing with a boss. So maybe it's not, maybe the person you're dealing with is not Chris, but it's Chris's boss. And it's also the boss of persons A, B, and C in my hypothetical there. So now it's the one person who would be in a position to make a executive call on what the most important thing is. And so boss comes in, why haven't you gotten done the covers on the TPS reports? Well, I've got to write the introduction to the TPS report. I've got to do the uh, the back page of the TPS report and I got to do all the binding first. So which one of those things do you want me to do first? All of them need to get done. They're all important. Which one do you need me to get done? Oh, well, uh, this one. Okay, that's what I'll do first. And then which one should I do second? Then I would go ahead and take care of this other one. And now that this sounds this sounds like a lot of work. I you know, it's there's a really simpler not. method here. It's really no, not. No, there's there's this it's it's so messy. There's a simpler method which is somebody comes and asks you to do something, you say okay, and then you just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this has worked great for me for like a decade now. <laughs> Do, is here, I mean, are you being are you being snarky or are you no. being honest here? Okay. No, all no, right, all no. Because right. I there actually, is, although I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you do get you do get a sense of certain people. They ask you to do something, and you know, it's not like uh, there's some specific project line engagement or initiative that needs to go. You know, there's a timeline. You kind of have a sense of what the organizational priorities are, and usually you can work a lot of this out yourself. There are you will meet people though. Uh, you will meet people who ask for things or suggest things be done. And you kind of learn that like you can ignore it. And if they come back to it again later, then they actually care about it because otherwise <laughs> it never gets followed through or it doesn't get done. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. That's my, my wife. Uh, so I, I don't know you've done the, uh, you've done the personality profiles. Like the the uh, disc or the colors or one of those, right? 
the the disc or the color uh, like the, the like the like personality charts but it's not like the like the color code for your personality type is that what you mean yeah yes yeah. i have done one of those done. where it's I like a four quadrant it. yeah there's there's like disc and red green yellow blue and you know there's the oh, i don't know if mine was actually that. a quadrant based one it was a it was one of those like myers briggs but with more science it's more real science attached to it um so like any science so like at any all. science at all right <laughs> and then what they did was they attached two certain classifications different colors just as a a codifier you know like a reference like a reference point for each one of them i forget what it was called but i'm not sure if it was a quadrant based one yeah this anyway this one there's, anyway, a, there's a, it's a couple thing. of different there, it's basically you take you take it's kind of a personality decomposition framework like a Myers-Briggs, except it doesn't suck and it's not complete hokum where you can you can put people into primary quadrants. And the idea is nobody is exactly one quadrant only. Right. Everybody's a blend and you may have different weightings between them, but everybody's got kind of a primary. This is the general finding. Right. Anyway, you basically ask two questions. One, are you. Introverted or extroverted? And then the second question is, are you people oriented or task oriented? And if you kind of break people down into those four buckets, then you have these things. And mm-hmm. anyway, I fit into the bucket where one of the um, one of the descriptors and it was a very, uh, very like polite, not polite, political. It was it was part of the part of the exercise where the author was doing handstands to say that every personality type has strengths and opportunities instead of weaknesses. And, you know, you got to treat them right and and doing that kind of a thing. Right. And one of the, and it just, at at some point it just completely broke down because the four different personality types, like they just have weaknesses and you can't call, you can't spin it any other kind of way. It just is. Right. So and my wife glommed on to the one item on the on the weakness side for mine, which is um, uh, quiet stubbornness. And she's like, that's you. <laughs> she, she, she's like, somebody comes and tells you to do something they don't want to do. You just say, OK, and you walk away and you just don't do it. In contrast to her type, which is like, which is very uh, like a like upfront, like, no, I'm not going to do that. And here's why you're wrong. And she'll you know, like she can't she it cannot stand on the record that I was asked to do this thing, which is inappropriate for me to do it this time. You know, whereas as I'll just like nod and walk away and then forget, you know. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's other maybe you, you, you say it a little tongue in cheek, but it's actually probably a little bit true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, yeah. Um So, so is, so is this that. why it took us is she this still why it teases took, me about that? Is, is this why it took us 20 some episodes to actually get that website together cuz I said, "Hey, Chris, we need a website." And you said, "Okay, I'll get right on." I was like, you "Okay." Just, you just sat <laughs> on your ass away. and just yeah, just, just walked to a drink and yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I freaking knew it. We could have had this months ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that one, that's uh, Florence Litauer's. So there's one that's D-I-S-C. They use letters for each quadrant. There's yep. one that uses colors, red, green, orange, red, green, yellow, blue. Uh, there's one that uses like old timey, uh, like Greek sounding words, like choleric, phlegmatic, melancholy, and um, sanguine, uh, are mm. the four words. And there's a bunch of different people who have reinvented this over time. And it's it's essentially the same breakdown for the same reasons, the same pros and cons, strengths and weaknesses. The whole reason for it is like, 
And it's just, it's one dimension of personality, right? It's not like the end all be all, but it is a useful, we have like my wife and I, we have found it to be a useful thing to understand like motivation and communication style is, is for us the primary, the primary benefit of, of one of these, of thinking in terms of one of these frameworks helps you understand why if this happens two people respond differently and how to interpret when they come at you some kind of way, like the lens in which to interpret that so you don't get your back up and take offense when none was intended and, you know, try to work with different people. It's good. I'll put it, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, right. Okay, cool. That's a good read. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, um, that's good stuff. You know, you talk about strengths and weaknesses. The, uh, the, the one that I found the strengths and opportunities, what a load of crap. Everybody has weaknesses. It was something and, like, you could oh, tell I, like oh, the whole list of, it I was know. like, oh, well you have an, uh, no, I, you're just this, bad at that. You this know? notion of no, of, of, you know, we can't use negatives. We can't use red marker and, you know, on when we're, when we're marking up a, a, a child's paper at school and, you know, giving and giving critical feedback, you know, it's, it's so much bunk. Like yeah, you screw things up, you have weaknesses. That's okay. You just get over, you just, you just deal with it. You adjust, you adapt, you grow, you, you overcome. But this notion that they're, they're, they're not there is, is the thing I take umbrage with because, you know, we're just burying our heads in the sand. I, I feel like yeah, with, with I don't a lot know. of this I kind of stuff. You're, you're saying the same thing. I think uh, what I like about what I like about the opportunity phrasing is that it's solutions focused. Right? Right, so I'll I can so I can say I can say, Frank, you're a grumpy grump. Or I can say, hey, Frank, I think we could work on uh, your cheeriness. Right. And it's 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 <laughs> like, am I because it's not wrong. I saw somebody else online recently was like, oh, um, anybody, <laughs> any anybody that says. Any, anybody that likes to say they're just being brutally honest is really just vocalizing everybody else's insecurities to browbeat them. And, and I thought that was an interesting way to, to phrase it. Um, and it's like, are you, are you pointing this out to be right about something or to put somebody else down so as to elevate yourself? Or are you pointing it out to try to get some action on it? And I think that's where I'm not saying you're wrong. And I'm not saying we don't, I think, yeah, have sure. a problem with uh sugarcoating things because yeah, i can come out and i can say i can come out and i can say hey you were off base on that meeting you didn't treat that person respectfully there were some questions that were not asked in good faith we need to not have that happen anymore and immediately follow into here's how i think we might work on that and then stay focused on that from then from then on i think okay like i can i can i can sprinkle some of that opportunity for growth language into my vocabulary <laughs> um, rather than just calling it a weakness, right? Because I don't want to admire the problem. I want to work on the solution. You want to work on this. Um, yeah, you want to be solutions oriented for, for sure. But, but, but that's, it's like, but that's but where my point, mindset like when you're when you're doing handstands and it takes you 10 minutes to say something that could be done in one sentence just because you're trying not to say so, just get it out and work on the problem. See, that's man. exactly like, what I'm here. That's exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be solution oriented, but I'm saying call a spade a spade. Acknowledge yeah. what it is so that you're all just you're you're talking right at at the problem. You're talking about it yeah. directly. There's none of this, there's none of this mealy mouthedness. You you need to be direct. I do this with my with my employees all the time. And I try and you know, I, I come right out and say, okay, we did this thing. This was not right. This or we need to do better than this. Here's how we do better than this. But you start yeah. by simply identifying the problem. If you're doing all this sugar coating, you're trying not to 
you need to be respectful of the other person, but there's a there's a fine line between being respectful of the other person and going too far and actually obscuring the problem in an effort, otherwise you're, in, you're in this foolhardy effort of, of protecting their feelings. That's the because otherwise your SWOT analysis becomes a soot analysis: strengths, opportunities, opportunities, and threats. Right? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, where is it? You heard it here first. There we go. The soot, the soot analysis. The soot analysis. Okay. All right, cool. I'm going to propose. I'm going to see if I can get all four letters to O. <laughs> so you should, do, you obviously have to do something, you know, sort of inner around object oriented programming and actually, you know, maybe, maybe analogize it. That would be an easy way analogize. to get two, two O's. Yeah. Anyway, so you were talking really about weak- value. <laughs> so you were talking about weaknesses. And one of the things that immediately jumped to mind was another one of these classification systems is uh-huh. uh, the Clifton Strengths Finder. We talked uh, about this a few weeks ago. We talked yeah. about this a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, I really like this one because it doesn't it doesn't ignore weaknesses. It doesn't say they don't exist. It says that your all of your skills are on a on a spectrum, and some of the things you're going to be way high on. You're going to be super strong on, and there are things that are going to be uh, by contrast, you're going to be weaker at. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. The the strengths finder approach focuses on the strengths. It says mm-hmm. their notion is play your strengths to the hilt. Get yourself into a position where all you're doing is strengths based work and you're minimizing your weaknesses or the use of your weak areas as much as possible. And it's obviously you're never going to do that 100 percent in your life, but it's a really interesting way in a, in, a, in a very positive, uplifting way of assessing your your skill sets and where so you this is kind of a pendulum swing. This is kind of the pendulum swinging away from the well-rounded approach where oh, this is very you much focus not, on all. Of, yeah, yeah. This is very much not well-rounded. I got to tell you, I don't like. I have no data. I have no insights. I have no in, those smart things to say here. But that kind of speaks to me a little bit because I've always I understand the well-roundedness that you. Like for like for a school child, it's important that you be able to do reading, writing, arithmetic, as they used to say. Uh-huh. It's important that you be yeah. able to speak. But past maybe eighth grade, you don't need to continue to work on that skill. You can get by daily life and you can focus on the stuff that makes you unique. I think that's like I think that's very valuable. So this right. is this is speaking. I want to learn more about this. Yeah. So uh, you can do it yourself. I mean, you can. For the uh, first time in 25 weeks, you have my undivided attention. <laughs> you have brought something to the table. And that I is, think that you should be when you go back and you lay on your couch like a slob for the next week. I think that's something you can be proud of. Yeah. You know, and it makes me wonder, like, were you even listening to me the last time that I apparently no. brought it up? Apparently no. not. Like it, it didn't no. even register for you. Your mouth moves and I just start ooh, wandering ooh, away. Shiny. Like I assume anybody who listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly the the charlie brown adult the charlie brown adult in the room so the uh the strengths finder is uh you can you can take it yourself i think it's like a hundred bucks something like that you can sign up online for it it's yeah it's not cheap but you get a lot of material to go along with it to you you get a breakdown of all of of your entire spectrum i think there's 30 some different qualities that they track and then you get yeah well you do an assessment across all these 30, but then they focus in. Here's your five. Here is mm-hmm. the most important 
elements. This is you. These are your strengths. You should play to your strengths. And then you get material that deep dives each of those. And so you can actually, so they, they actually, they give you a turn. Each one's got a name and then you get a description, but then you actually, there's video to go along with it. And they've got, you know, here's what you're going to be good at. Here are the kinds of things you should avoid. Here are the kinds of situations that, you know, jobs, industries, like they do this very, very deep analysis that you can use in your day to day life. So it's really cool. It's really cool. And, uh, I am, uh, I, I was really happy with it. I actually want to do it for the entire organization. I want mm-hmm. my whole team to do it because it's are you, I don't want to be intrusive. Are you willing to share what I your am. results are? Yeah, 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 I am because I actually, <laughs> I actually share it in, in the internal corporate bio. Um, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the company has the Myers-Briggs numbers in, in the internal internet and, and and i and i thought i, I gotta Yikes. give i gotta counter this trend with something more Yikes. scientific so this is garbage <laughs> so garbage I, so i actually posted in my profile like straight in there i i put my my myers-briggs uh excuse me my uh my strengths finders ratings so mm-hmm. let me so you get five out of 30 some yeah now that you you actually okay. get each of them you do get rated on each of them they they numerically okay. order them Here's your number one, mm-hmm. your number two, your number three, your number four. So it's kind of right, right, so right. The, okay. so, the so they order use quantitative count. analysis to derive those, and then they show you what the relative. Right, and then you is. actually, but you get it all the way out. It takes you all the way out oh, through okay. all of them. Okay. So you do see, but they'll, but they'll focus. So you, so you do this exam. This buys you the assessment and the results, but then it also buys you access to their library of content specific to the top five right. that it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, not just the top five. You see everything. You can see right, all of them. Right. But, but you obviously are most, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be most interested in yours. But it, yeah. actually what I found really interesting was to go to the other end of it, my weakest, uh-huh. and look at my weakest ones. And that was interesting too. To, so were to you see. looking at those and, and did you have this moment like, yep, that's me, that's me, that's me? Was it, was it where, pretty where, true where, on both ends? Where, where I was looking at the, the weakest ones made me think, Yes, that is 100% not mm-hmm. me. Like I could right. see I could see that and in the descriptions they talk about like I said s- situations where you would be really good or situations where you would be challenged that would be more difficult for you. And in some of the examples on the weekend, the weekend of the spectrum, mm-hmm. the ones that were challenging for those roles, I went, "Oh, pff, that's fine. I can handle I got that. that. I got that. That's, that's funny. a big deal." That's funny. So it was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Okay, so so this is this is I think this has to be our augment. This has got to be our pick this week. The okay. strengths finder. We we know we re- we noted it in in previous notes. We but did talk about it. Yeah. So Clifton strengths finder. Play the- you can do it individually or you can do it as a team. I recommend both. Super augmented, silent, and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. So so I think at a hundred bucks that's steep. But if it's this valuable, I think yeah, I may I go for it. I'll let you know in a couple of weeks. That's like a hundred bucks, uh, one hundred twenty something like that. If you Google Clifton Strengths yeah. Finder, it comes right up. You can take yeah. it as an individual. If you do it as your team, obviously for it is it is corporately oriented. You can buy a yeah. bundle. You yep. can do it for a whole team. It comes with yep. training materials, and you can do an entire. You could do like a. You could easily as an individual. You could incorporate this into your corporate offsite. For a couple of days, mm-hmm. you wouldn't right, need right. anyone. You can hire. They do actually have trainers. You can have them come and train you and do all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. But you actually, the materials that are there, you can learn this really quick and you could run your whole team through it. And that's the part that I was really interested in because it was a very interesting 
I think that that would lead to some interesting dialogue where this person's strong over here and this person is strong over there and how that overlaps and how that helps. It was, it was cool. All right. So, so okay. my Clifton strengths finder, I'm pulling up all the, all the, uh, the top five for me. So my, my, my top five from most to least was strategic intellection, restorative ideation relator. Those are my top five. Uh, really quick summary of them. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, you're going to need to unpack a couple of those. Yeah. So strategic theme, alternate ways to proceed. Face with a given scenario, spot patterns and issues, find a, you know, find a, find a way through. Adaptable, you know, being able to, you know, m- sort through the clutter and find the best route. So that's strategic. Uh, intellection, uh, enjoy mental activity, like exercising the muscles of your brain and doing that in different directions. So not just your daily work, doing it in, in other places. Um, Mm -hmm. this is for important for mental activity that that is, is focused. So programming common, common, uh, trait for engineers, uh, restorative, enjoy problem solving. Enjoy dealing with problems, Fig- you know, looking mm-hmm. at a problem, figuring out how it works and resolving it. Uh, also, engineers could also be mechanics, for example, which is also kind of engineering, but yeah. uh, carpentry, any kind of trade, because that's also problem solving. I feel like those, that would be a lot of those people as well. Uh, but I'm just kind of guessing. No, I uh, for what it's worth, not to get you off task here, but I always in my mind, there is a der- uh, software developers are no different than the trades. Oh, 100 percent. Yes. Than the traditional trades. I actually Carpentry, plumbing, electrician, mechanic. I mean, all that stuff. It's it's the same type of work. It's the same thought process. It's the same problem solving. Uh, the business models are the same. If you want to go into a business for yourself, you have the exact same business model. Every it's 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 an exact parallel. Yeah, except except software developers get put on a pedestal because technology and uh, we we like look down our noses at trades for some ungodly. Oh, reason. it drives me nuts. Uh, it's, it's unconscionable. Well, what I mean, the work that Mike Rowe is doing right now for the trades, I mean, he Who's is he, yeoman's work. Mike Rowe, dirty jobs, dirty jobs with Mike Rowe. Oh, oh yeah, I heard of that guy. Mm-hmm. So he has he has a foundation, the Mike Rowe Works Foundation. It's a scholarship for putting people through trade schools. And he is oh, out cool. there. He talks all the time. He's got a very, he's a prolific writer in, uh, he does a lot of his writing on Facebook and he's always pushing trades. And it's hmm. not just, it, this is not just another famous face spewing crap that somebody else fed him. This is him. And it's the work that he's done and the research that he has done. And he, he is, he is a, a huge proponent of, of trades. Um, and Not all of his shows, out. if you actually look at all his work, it's all trades oriented. So dirty jobs is all trades based stuff. He had a follow up mm-hmm. show. Somebody's got to do it. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. So he did a follow up show for that. Then he did um, during the during quarantine, he was doing another show on Facebook sponsored with Facebook. And it was a give back show to local heroes, hometown heroes who were doing stuff you know in a non-profit or a volunteer basis and mm-hmm. he would help you know he would give them a bunch of money or a car or something you know, right. really good feel good stuff but again focused in on trades and services 
Yeah. And now he's doing dirty jobs again because the show has been his fan base is so vocal that Discovery mm-hmm. actually brought his show back. Oh, and so, okay. um, but if you read any of his, de- he's done some really, really deep dives on Facebook that are really interesting. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah, trades are awesome and engineering hundred percent like trades. And I think that's an entire episode in and of itself. I'm actually going to make a note yeah. about that because we yeah, can, probably, I totally it. agree. And there are actually some things that we should can and should borrow from the notion learn of trades, from. Yeah. learn from yeah. adapt, just f- a whole, not just learn from adopt whole hog. There are some things that we should yeah. be doing that trades are doing anyway. All right. So back to uh, Clifton strength. So it was strategic and then intellection and then restorative. And then my fourth one was ideation. And that means a fascination with ideas. Uh, likes finding connections between seemingly disparate phenomenon. Um, I'm, I'm giving the high level summary here. It goes a lot yeah, deeper, yeah. but just, you know, just brief blurbs. And then the last one was relatable. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Cold. Relator. And these, uh, if you're a relator, you enjoy close relationships with others, deep satisfaction, working with friends towards a goal. And so, mm-hmm. you know, good, strong, friendly working relationships and things like that. So, those are those are my four, and then I'd have to sign in to see my weakest ones. I'll see. I'll, let me see if I've got my cred saved here, and I can like point out my weakest one at least. I was writing down the first initial of those as you went because I was going to try to make an anagram that made you look like a tool, but S I R I R didn't really give me a lot to work with. So, Riri, yeah, like Siri or Siri with two R's. Yeah, it kind of doesn't really work. All right, and so so those are my top five. My weakest one, my weakest one by contrast is harmony. It's my weakest one. Harmony, and it's thirty four. I said thirty two. It was thirty four. And so harmony means you're looking for areas of agreement. the uh, a person who is strong in harmony feels that there is very little, if anything, to be gained from conflict and friction. You seek to keep that to an absolute minimum. You are looking for everyone around you to just get along, to be and, comfortable. Yeah. And I mean, you know me, you know, I don't care about that. Yeah. I, I mean, like I care about how, you know, like I, it is important to see this is so like, again, it's on a spectrum. Of course, I want people to get along, but I am not going to for the sake of harmony. I'm not going to sacrifice getting one of the others getting the job job done done. solving the problem exactly and so you can see how they sort of well that's the same thing that the personality profile disc profile whatever it's the same thing you you have most people have a primary quadrant some people will be split between two but you have all of them it's not that nobody is any bit of this one thing right but it's ranked and and weighted weighted ranked yep yep exactly and so this one and it's that it's it's this uh, love languages. I don't know if you've you've read this book. That's uh, mm-hmm, I think it's like that. a Christian author, so it's got that kind of a tint to it. If that's your thing or doesn't, doesn't offend you, I'd recommend that. Yeah, uh, but all of me. these, like they're they're like uh, it's just another lens to view reality. And so if you start piling these things up, I think you've got a pretty good tool belt to be able to assess. You get a pretty again, good your, picture of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then you can start applying it. You can think in in real time. Like sit back and think. Okay, my boss, my direct reports my partners in other parts of the organization, like sit down and map them out and try to figure them out. You can gain some real insights that way. You can learn to be super effective with just a little bit of time. Right. And see, that's why, I mean, 
for yourself doing a whole bunch of these different ones. Again, the qualified ones. Myers-Briggs should not be on your list. I don't care. Um, no, because it's it's garbage, <laughs> magic, bullcrap, hokum. Uh, we don't. I think we we abused it roundly enough on a previous oh, no, episode to not too long ago. So uh, I think it's appropriate that we do it again. It's been a little too <laughs> we're long. Overdue. We're overdue. <laughs> we're to abuse overdue to abuse Myers-Briggs. Yeah. We roundly thrashed them maybe a month ago. We are far over under quota for this. <laughs> this it's is like, like this is going to be a recurring. I was going to say it's like Jimmy Kimmel apologizing <laughs> for Matt Damon. It's 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 yeah, got to it be just a keeps coming back. I, I need a I, we need a we need some kind of a Myers Briggs sound. I don't know what it would yeah. sound like. It can't be the fail buzzer. It's got to be something else. No, but equally is, can you find, obnoxious. I wonder what do we use? It's not a theme forest. What is the that uh, uh, um, audio jungle? Audio jungle. Most of my yeah. stuff. Audio I wonder jungle. if they have like if there's like like cattle defecating. If that if they, they have a sound <laughs> clip of that that we could just play that for Myers Briggs. Yeah. Um, Except fertilizer at least has one application in like lawn and garden. You know, fertilizer is actually useful. Whereas Myers Briggs, <laughs> it just it wastes your time and you get nothing oh off the back God. end. So if you could put a bunch of these together and you get a pretty good picture of yourself, you obviously can't do that for your org or literally nothing would get done. That's why I like this one because it focuses into strengths. Yeah. You don't actually, you don't even step near the landmine of weaknesses. You're just looking at what everyone is strong at and how that yeah. all fits together. And so it's naturally constructive. It's, mm-hmm. it is super intuitive. And there's a, you learn a lot about yourself. You can deep dive into, you know, across all 34. And it actually breaks, the 34 actually break into four categories. Executing, uh, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. And so you actually get classified so those, into these it's categories funny. You're as reading well. off those four categories and they map onto the personality profile buckets. Exactly. They map onto yeah. the buckets. It's, I mean, it's a really, really cool. I mean, I think it's I'm clever. Do this. It's, it's, it's neat. It's def- I think it's worth your money. It was worth my yeah, money. I think, I think I'm going to do money. this. So I'd be curious to see well, what you get. My money's worth more than yours. So let's not take that a bridge too far. <laughs> well, technically, I bought it earlier, which means my dollars were actually worth more at the time oh, that I were. spent oh, it. So damn it. Technically, uh, you got me on that one. Yeah. You got me. Oh, my money is curse you. Present. Economics. Present Chris's money is worth less than past Frank's money. That is that's verifiable <laughs> fact. Unless we talk in crypto, in which case then, you know, you got to flip we, the script. We do have so a flip did you, there. Did you pay in stupid fiat money? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly did not pay in coin at the time. No, uh, I can't say that I did. I paid in right. I paid in in good old American dollars. I wonder if they accept Doge. They, they maybe they accept Doge. I, you'd have to. It's it's Gallup. Gallup owns it now. You know they oh, okay. they, they bought the entire profiling system from mm-hmm. uh, this guy Clifton, who would, um, I forget his his uh, Clifton's his. I don't even remember if it's the first his last or last. It's name one now. of his names. It's one of, one his, of names. his many names is Clifton. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm doing a half ass job of selling this right now, but it's it, it's it's cool. So um, I would be curious when you take it. My prediction of uh, oh, OK, hold on. Didn't actually plan on that, but I guess it is a prediction. So my prediction is you and I will match on. Three of the five. I will say three of the five we will match on at least at least could be could actually be more. But I I expect a a significant overlap there. Um, I expect the the back half, the back nine, the you know, the things Mm -hmm. other than the top five. I expect those to be 
probably much more of a of a mixed bag. Like for you, I wouldn't expect Harmony to be your weakest. No, so that's, I got, anyway. I'll, yeah, I'll tell. It's not. I don't think it's going to be this week, but I I will take this and I'll I'll let you know when I when I dig into it a little bit because it takes about a half hour. It sounds like a valuable exercise. half hour forty five minutes. Yeah, it's it's really quick, okay. and it's it's I the kind of questions that actually encourage you. Okay, we're going to put the question in front of you. Don't think, just answer. And yeah. it's it's really quick. So you don't you're not doing math or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's it's kind yeah. of gut check. I managed of, to blow an hour a week talking to you. So I right. feel like I, can I mean, so you could find exactly. can prioritize something this. that'll yeah. actually improve your your life, maybe. So yeah. talk, so we got to we now we got two weeks in a row. We got a prediction. I feel like we're on a streak. Uh, I'm going to call you to the carpet on your last prediction. OK, already I went. Yeah, because the way I'm not knowing I saw like the original when they when they put out the original Loki trailer, I was okay. like, oh, hey, that looks cool. I'm in. I'll wait for it to come out. I think it does come out like next week or something. OK, I forget when it's um, coming. It's it's in June. It's, it's, it's so, sometime in June. So so you 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 said, oh, I was thinking about history and what would be a good fit and all of this stuff. Well, dude, they give it. I think it's the third trailer. They basically give it away. What are you talking this is, about? This is like a known thing. What you is didn't, a known you thing? didn't watch all the trailers. I've seen all the trailers. What are you talking about, though? They give it away. They, they show him away. in the plane with the stewardess with the glasses. They show him jumping out of a plane with duffel bags. And then what? he gets whisked no, away. By the- yes, I swear I have never oh, seen him jump. I'm calling bullcrap. No, no. I mean, you called bullcrap. So I, there we go. We'll throw that in there. I did disingenuous uh, no, prediction no, hour. I never. I mean, s- it's on the books. It's uh, on the books. I'll add it to the page because I do. I know we talked about this uh, like the four seconds we talked between shows. Um, I do want to build a prediction because I think that would be cool. Predictions will um, be fun. Predictions will be fun. Yeah, we'll I didn't get have, there. I didn't we'll have time there. to get it out this week. That's OK. Uh, to we, categorize. We, I mean, really, we need at least three. I feel like we need at least three to make the prediction page worth. If it's just a page with one prediction, it's not yeah. even worth our time. So yeah. um, rule of three. But threes. I don't want to feel ob- like I don't want to obligate ourselves. Like I'm not. That's why forced. I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, like yeah. sit on it. Let's let's see if this prediction thing actually goes anywhere. I'm not sure it actually will. Yeah. But as no, soon as I you I don't care about the, I, I don't not care see about that you. I don't care about you getting predictions right. As soon as you get one wrong, that page will be up, baby. <laughs> I will take off. I will take a week of PTO to make that epically clear that you got a pit. You like got a refactor wrong. Refactor dot work slash Frank is wrong. Or slash, yeah. Frank is a dumb Frank, idiot. Frank is dumb. Frank derp. Dumb wrong idiot. Dumb stupid derp. wrong. <laughs> derpy idiot. The slug is going to be like 90 characters long. <laughs> All. All of it, all of it at pure ad hominem intellectual attacks. Yes. (laughs) And he smells bad. He's got a weird face. (laughs) So, no, I did not see him in goggles. Or jumping out of sunglasses. a plane, sunglasses. Yeah, he, j- I he does. I he, swear I did not see so any of fast. it. I swear I, I didn't see any of it. It's so fast, the clip. You see him basically, you see. You don't see him like jumping out of the, you see him falling from a plane with bags and getting sucked into the, uh, uh, what is the thing, the Thor with the, the rainbow? Uh, oh, the, uh, the Bifrost. That comes down the Bifrost. And, the Bifrost, thank you, thank you. You see him basically... Having jumped from a plane with bags getting sucked into the Bifrost, which completely explains the whole. I mean, if, you, if what you're saying is not total bunk, because, I mean, you're calling me a liar. I feel like I have to call you a liar in response. Now I got to go see if I can find this. No, the thing that I'll tell you, I didn't see that preview. And unfortunately, you are right, because there is no way. 
to for me to affirm that I did in fact not see it. And so it kind of like you can't prove a negative. So I can't prove a negative. So like, yeah, so this one is bunk. There's literally nothing I can do. So, okay, so we'll scratch it from the list. However, (laughs) what I did see in the previews was, I mean, obviously Loki doing Loki stuff. You know, he's got the introduction where he's at the the temporal authority or whatever the heck, the the time authority or whatever they're called. And so I'm seeing, okay, there's some there's some superhero Marvel-y stuff. And then he has scenes kind of around and he's doing things and some of it's superhero-ish. And then some of it's very not superhero-ish. I remember seeing a scene with him. Uh, he was wearing, he was basically dressed for an election. Like he was running for office or something. He had on like a, like a, like a US, you know, like a classic USA, you know, voting uh, button on his jacket, oh, on his okay. lapel jacket. Mm-hmm. And it looked like he was at some kind of a, um, electoral victory conference kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me think, oh, okay, so they're going to do things actually inside the real world and do things in real history. And that's when I started thinking, oh man, what would Loki do? And I had just yeah. seen something high on jinx. DB Cooper and hijinks and like that is supreme yeah. hijinks. So that's where yeah. I got the idea from. I did not it doesn't matter, but I did not actually see him jump from a plane, but that you're right. That totally gives it away. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much they're going to do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, that way, pisses though. me off. They gave it when when people doing previews for movies and TV shows give away the farm in the previews that drives me insane. So I think, but I think though, if you, capital I, but they're going to have to, they will, they will explain DB Cooper in this show. They well, will have to, have because to. I think anybody who's of, and I think it's, I think it's an age thing. If I can say that, like anybody of a certain age is going to get the reference and it's going to have to be explained to everybody else. Yeah. So what? Because I feel like that's not, that's generally, that's like a, a known thing. Everybody kind of knows about well, db cooper if you're older than x well wandavision at the end of wandavision vision you know vision one i don't want to spoil anything but you know vision arguing with himself talks about the ship of theseus philosophical which argument I, which is and i even said i even said to my uh this is like a it was like right after that happened i was like by the way if you hear anybody who doesn't have a background in theoretical physics or philosophy referencing the ship of theseus in the last couple of weeks, they are a fraud. They're, they're just jumping fraud. on the bandwagon. Totally jumping on the bandwagon. Exactly. So you're going to see a bunch of DB Cooper bandwagoning here. But that was a, yeah. another another clear clear example of what you're of what you're describing. But anyway, previews when they give it away, that drives me it drives me nuts. You know who did the? You want to know the best preview movie preview of all time is was the Matrix. It was the original Matrix. The original. Go back and watch. I don't know if I remember the trailer for that. I remember the trailer because it it had, I remember it because the entire experience for me was just a mind blow because I remember (laughs) seeing this preview repeatedly in the weeks leading up to the release going, what in the ever loving hell is this movie about? I see this dude here. I see this dude doing this slow-mo backflip thing. And then there's like, a bullet in front of this guy's hand. Like what is going on in this movie? They, they explain <laughs> they got you nothing. They explain they absolutely it. nothing. They, they do a couple of, of sequences from yeah. the, from some of the, from some of the scenes and it makes you go, what? And so they, they hook like- you in and then you go yeah. to that movie and holy crap, that movie is. Mwah. 
I love that movie. I love, love I love it when movie. I love it when a preview, when a trailer can suck you in and give you false expectations yes. about the first 15 minutes of the film. Yes. So you think you know where the whole thing's going yes. and all of that happens in the first 12 minutes and then it go it's completely different. That I that I personally enjoy. I, I know there's I no accounting for taste. I, no, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. And I mean Matrix was a, a great example of that because you had no idea what you were in for. You knew that it was kind of you're not sure it was kind of cerebral. And the first 15 minutes of it are super cerebral. And then uh-huh. they take that sci-fi hook and they just go completely 90 yeah. degrees on you and go, what? And it was, oh, it was fantastic. I played a game recently that did the same thing. If you're, yeah. uh, so I know you have a PlayStation 4 because you and I both bought one for, for remake for Final oh, Fantasy yeah. Remake. I guess I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pre-order the remake. The second, the not You can't play it on PS4. The- can't play it on PS4. Yeah, you can. No, I'm not talking about the second part. Not You're, the second part. That, no, Intergard. They don't, I don't even think they have a You're talking about Intergard. That. You're talking about the expansion. The part yes, with Yuffie. Yes, with Yuffie. Yeah, yep. you, uh, it's Yuffie. It's definitely Yuffie. It? You, it's okay. definitely Yuffie. Okay. Um, hey, you can't. That's, that's no only go on PS4. Oh, my uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. Yep. You had the exact same Gosh. reaction. I, uh, come on. I... I did uh-huh. not budget for a PS5 this month. Come I on. Know. I mean, I knew I was going to have to buy it when part two came out, but come on. I, now I'm just pissed. Yep. Yep. Now I got to go buy a PS5. Unless this something sucks, has man. changed since the original announcement, it is a PS5 exclusive. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's a bummer. Horn. That's a total. That's a total bummer. That is a bummer. Anyway, so I, maybe I can make your day a little bit better. So one of the uh, one of the. Uh, greatest quote unquote for this generation of PlayStation was the Spider-Man game that Sony put out leading mm-hmm. up to uh, I forget which Spider-Man movie is. It was out in 2018 is when it was out. It's an open world game. So, so whatever timeline that was, because honestly, I feel like the last 18 months have been like a parallel timeline of reality yes. in reality. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, like we lived this, end game. It's kind of like we lived. Yeah, like this yeah. whole pandemic thing happened and it's like an alternate version. And now we're like we branched and now we're trying to merge the two realities together. Uh-huh. And there's some really weird things happening. Some like weird stuff. Yeah. Like you've know. got this. It's like this gap. There's a there, almost like a blip. It's a blip. It's a it's blip. blip. That's what yeah. it is. So yeah. the Spider-Man came, game came out in 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. Open world. Uh, it is the it's a lot of fun to be Spider-Man. The controls are great. Like you're zipping through this through the skies. You're doing all the Spider-Man stuff. The control. Oh, it's so good. And the storyline is great. And you're you're going along and the game's making progress and you. A thing happens and then the game goes. I'll say 45 degrees. Yeah, 70 mm-hmm. degrees. Okay. It's not 180. It's not a 90 degree turn, but it's enough for you to go whoa, like a pretty hard. Whoa, 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 what is pretty where hard did left. this come from? Yeah, like a really, okay. really like they come in, you know, they're like they're 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 hitting you regular, you know, doing little jabs, and then all of a sudden, you know, just the the hard right haymaker just comes, comes out in. of nowhere. Exactly. You get the haymaker out of nowhere, and it really it it's it spins you a little bit. Really good. That was a really, really good twist. And it's a great game to play. I'm actually replaying. I never replay games. And I'm replaying this on super hard mode because mm-hmm. it's just so much fun. So anyway, if yeah, uh, I, gotta, I gotta look, I do have that. I bought it uh, like I got the I got the PS4 for Christmas before it was released in April. So I had a few months to just dink around with it because I really hadn't a PlayStation since PlayStation. Yeah. Um, 
and that was one that and the, whatever Gran Turismo is. There was a few games that I bought. There's and a, played. There, there's I didn't a, really, yeah. I didn't really commit a lot of time to them though, because I just I cared about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. I probably should have started this thing like two minutes ago, but yeah. anyway, yeah, um, that's all right. Yeah, actually, I was afraid this episode was going to be a little short. It turns out we ran. Oh, we, a, we're running a little. We're running a little, running a little off. over. I'm at, I'm at the affiliates. <laughs> I'm at 107 right now. So it's one of the nice things about recording. All right. Well, this has been another awesome episode of Refactor. Thanks again to my co-host and cohort, Chris, for uh, his time and attention and for putting up with my snotty nose. Uh, you can get more info about websites, show notes, etc. at refactored.work. Yeah, not .com. It's actually .work. That's a real... Boom! That is a real top-level domain, folks. We didn't just make that up. You can find out... Somebody more. made it up. Well, I mean, some... Right. We didn't. <laughs> Somebody did. I made it real. You can read more about myself, www.hotcoles.com. You can read about Chris, chris.tonkinson.com. And if you want to give us some feedback, you can give us a note at feedback at refactor.work. Really appreciate the conversation and uh, we'll see you for the next one. Take care, man. Later, y'all.